Hello everyone, welcome to Anime News and Reviews Podcast. This is your host, Speedy, and with me, as always, are Colton and Blake. Hello! Uh, I think recently we've been doing an episode pretty much monthly rather than weekly. We've just been so busy. I kind of feel bad. But, but you know, it is. at least we can get one once a month. That's what I like. So this is our September month. That's what she said. Sure. Uh, the la- last month we did uh, the review for Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Actually, went back and redid it because the first recording went <laughs> wrong. Um, <coughs> so yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, as always, Spotify, Google, Apple, pretty much wherever you listen to a podcast. Uh, anime news and reviews is all you have to search. Also on Twitter, search us, follow us, share our posts. Um, this week is an easier week. It's a news week. Uh, this episode, at least. Um, and then next episode, we will be reviewing uh, Star Wars Visions, which was a uh, Star Wars miniseries. I think it's like six or eight episodes long, something like that. And they're relatively short. Where I think each episode was done by like a different anime studio. So... So yeah, we'll be doing that next episode. And then uh, the episode after that, we're going to do a little special episode. Now that Colton and Blake have caught up to... Uh, not really caught up, but gotten to the time skip of One Piece, I think it'd be nice to go back and review the pre-time skip of One Piece with them and see what their thoughts are and what, what they liked and all that jazz... Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's that. Those are the next couple episodes, um, and then we'll do a news one after that, and then next review. But uh, we'll get there. Um, so yeah, let's begin. Uh, I think the f- Colton has our first story. Um. Okay. So. Or was it Blake? I think it was Blake. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I was wrong. I did that backwards. Blake has the first story. That's that's my bad. We just talked about like it too. Like my Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, baby. Let's go. All right. Tickets, uh, the video game company Square Enix, I believe they're a developer. Uh, so they released a uh, trailer recently, uh, announcing the official launch date for uh, Final Fantasy VII Reunion Crisis Core. So basically, I believe it was originally a game that came out. For what I remember as a kid, or teenager, youth, what have you, uh, I believe it came out originally for the first time. It was a PSP exclusive game, so you could only play it on a Sony PSP. And it tells the story of uh, Zach Fair, who was uh, the soldier that uh, Cloud, who we are later introduced to officially in the original Final Fantasy VII games, and then later with the uh, remake so where he is originally introduced so this is kind of like an origin story for him and how he sort of came to be the character we all know at the start of final fantasy 7 how he gets the big you know the buster blade what have you uh and all that and i believe the current release date for this new remastered version is slated for december 13th so it's going to be released uh to pc through steam 
and then uh, through consoles, uh, it's going to be released for Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, and then PlayStation 4, 5, and then of course the Nintendo Ooh. Switch. Uh, it will be coming out on December 13th, so be on the lookout for that if you're a huge Final Fantasy fan. Uh, basically, it's going to have you know kind of the expected bells and whistles here. Uh, you know, HD graphics, um, new character models, probably to align with the current Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I'm sure will end up being in like two or three separate games as they're released, just for the story alone, uh, for that. And this one, I believe, is its own story. It's all packed in one game, so hopefully by the end of this remake, it won't at the end of like the actual gameplay in the main story. It's not going to show a screen saying oh hey to be continued in a separate part in the future or something like that it should be i believe all one thing imagine um, yeah. beating a game and then all of a sudden it says it hits you with the one piece to be continued oh my god, oh, god. out of nowhere bro there will, oh. be settings <laughs> for, there will be multiple settings for languages as well for this version of crisis core just for anyone who's interested it's like i want to experience this either in my own original language or with the Japanese subtitles, it, it's completely up to you as a player. Um, I do believe Nintendo has released kind of like an overall description for sort of the story and, and the kind of just a baseline of what the game is about. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion follows the story of Zack Fair, a young warrior admired by the boy destined to save the world, trusted by men renowned as heroes of legend, and loved by the girl who holds the fate of the planet in her hands. The tale of Zack's dreams and honor, the legacy that connects him to Cloud, is revealed in full in this grand saga that has broken the limits of an HD remaster. Yeah, so it looks like the PSP that I mentioned, yes, yeah, so that was all the way back in 2007 when the original was released. So, if you are a fan of Crisis Core or just any lore relating to Final Fantasy VII in general, uh, I would make the argument this could potentially be a must-buy for you. Uh, once again, I haven't seen any gameplay for the actual game yet, but from my understanding is it's uh, hopefully in a capable hands here, so we'll see kind of how it fares on day of release. Once again, that's December 13th of this year, 2022. So uh, be sure to check that out, uh, either on console or PC or Switch, if you're a Nintendo person. Nintendo. Sounds good. Um, um, interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I never was big into Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's a f I haven't played all the games, but it's pretty fun. I, I like I like Final Fantasy. I was more of a Dragon Quest guy, but I like Final Fantasy a lot. Yeah, for sure. Do you know Cloud and Sephiroth? Cloud and Sephiroth are both in... Yeah. I think it's yeah. the second one? I mean, they were, they were, I think, like, it, it was in, 
Kingdom Hearts 2, um, I think they were like, you know, Kingdom Hearts has so many other, like, side games. Yeah, but they were in... They, they were in at least one or more of those, but I think for the mainline it was the second one. I could be wrong, I apologize to everyone if I am, but I think it was the second one. I believe it's the second one, potentially, possibly the first one, and then carried over into the second one. I don't believe any of them showed up for three. I didn't think they were in the first one, but again, I could be wrong. I It's been so long since I played that game. Well, I, th I think you have to categorize them as the classics, as they're like... 14 years older. Well, yeah, that too, 20, something yeah. like that. Tell that to the Incredibles. Tell that to the Incredibles. Eh, I mean, two was fine. Two was pretty good. I liked it. I still think one holds up. One is better, but it was definitely yeah. better than two. Yeah, it was still pretty good though. Yeah. All right, uh, Colton. Of the fall. Oh, sorry. Huh? Three. Is it the same season? Season. Is it the same season two or season one or is it? I don't think they pulled a seven deadly sin. Let's switch to anime studios. Well, I believe um. they actually had one studio doing season one, and then they weren't able to get them back for season two. Well, uh, as long as it's three. either if or, they're making some kind of consistency, it would definitely help them. I think quite a bit. Um, in the future, I'm just excited to see what Garu does. He's my boy. I love that dude. Him and Genos didn't get their fight, and I'm kind of mad about it still. Yeah. Um, but because oh, Genos, love him. I, I but uh, say the manga stuff is just batshit insane at this point. But uh, yeah, dude. So. Getting a season three would be is gonna be freaking sick, dude. In two days, bro. What do you mean, bro? Oh, I'm in ten years, we might get to season. Might five. get, might get season five, maybe. Maybe. So if you're a big One Piece or One Piece, Jesus, <laughs> tell it's on my mind. If you're a big you're One Punch fan, Luffy, Saitama, Chad. Yeah, if you're a Luffy, Saitama, Chad, as Blake just mentioned, um. The 22nd first episode drops on probably Netflix or who, wherever you get your One Punch Man anime. I'll probably just use Crunchyroll, but that's besides the point. Hulu um, often has One Punch Man. Yes, yeah, Hulu, but I don't have Hulu anymore, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, 
freaking One Punch Man season freaking three, dude. Ha ha ha, dude. Finally, dude. Like, I've been waiting, dude. Like, Beetle, dude. Like, oh, we are not sponsored dead. by Volkswagen. I just want to make that clear. Dead. But yeah, dude, so like, I'm pretty hyped about that. Uh, and then like, yeah, like, what do you mean, dog? That's gonna be sick. And then another new anime that drops on these is, uh, see, I've heard very good things about this anime, but like, I, you know me and manga, dude. I can't, I can't read. I don't know how to read. So when, like, I don't want to read Chainsaw Man, but I hear that it's really good. So is that your story think, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got it. I'm gonna, you know. But no, so like, the October 11th is like the date I think I've been seeing. But so I'm excited for those two right there, man. Like. I've been, I've been on this One Piece journey for a minute, for a minute, brother. You have, and uh, almost a year now. Um, Flamingo's a dick. Do Flamingo like is uh, is a dick, but an awesome villain. His powers, He's dude, seems so mysterious to me right now because I have no idea what he does, but. You're getting closer to dresser, is that? Way to spoil! <laughs> He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. No, Duffamingo yeah, is very loved in the community as a villain. He looks pretty. And he's huge, bro. He is. How tall is he? I forget. Uh... Well, he has a set height. But yeah, uh, he is about 10 feet tall. Oh, he's exactly 10 feet tall, actually. 3.05 meters. Yeah, he's tall. Um, Oda often draws, you know, Luffy's enemies as bigger than him. But, uh, um, yeah, man. Freaking Chainsaw Man. Dude, I hear it's going to be crazy gory. So I'm excited for that. I like Chainsaw. I think has a lot of potential, just because I know I remember for the longest time when they like announced the official manga, and then just as the manga continued to grow and slowly start putting out volumes, and then having volumes that were translated, and then them shipping out the translated volumes to all the other countries across the world, and just kind of seeing it steadily grow over the last couple of years. It's definitely interesting. It's a different premise, the whole devil thing, which. Depending on the execution, could be interesting to see. I definitely, I remember hearing it's probably like one of the gorier manga. Yeah, bro. I'm sure. down for that. Like action-based gory. Manga. I love watching anime that kids are not allowed to watch. Type shit. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Anime for kids. Say, yeah. Watch will, this. I will say, uh, objectively, rated M games are more fun. And I tend to apply that same principle a decent amount of the time to movies, TV shows, as well as animation, and even books to a certain. Animes have ratings. They do have television ratings. 
Uh, What's one piece like? TV like TVMA. Some are rated TV fourteen. Um. Bro, there ain't no way one piece is in fourteen with Bob and the Kanashi's looking right now, bro. Gosh, yeah, but it is a shonen, and shonens tend to typically TV fourteen. Yeah. The TV PG. It, it really. Bro, Robin is just. I don't even stop. And that freaking the V from Fishman Island, like you mentioned uh, before. Bro. Yeah, One Piece is TV 14. Oh my god. Which yes, makes sense. That's what Bro, I thought. that little hip divifer. Oh my god. Yeah, no. I was like, I'm dead. Just kill me now and have her be my guardian angel that sends me up, and I'll I'll be set. Just as long as you're allowed to marry angels or something. I I don't know. I swear, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> like Nami, I'm sorry. But... Yeah. Dead to the world. Alright. <laughs> oh my goodness. What speed what you got going on around the ball? Uh well, I have uh of course one piece. As always. I, I, I always do one piece stuff it seems. But you know, you can never get too much one piece. We may as well just be a one piece podcast. So, um, Film Red, of course, um, as of uh, this past weekend, actually, um, it has grossed 14.9 billion yen in Japan, which is over $100 billion. Billion or billion? 14.9 billion yen, which is over $100 million. Jesus. It's 100 something. I don't know. I don't know the current. Um, uh, currency exchange, but um, it is uh, one hundred three million, almost one hundred four. That that's how much money it's made. It's, it's uh. I would love to see an animated Japanese film actually crack like a hundred million at the US box office like that is my ultimate dream before I go is to see that record become a thing it's the highest grossing film of this year in Japan actually Um, the 13th highest grossing film of all time in Japan and the 18th highest grossing Japanese film in the entire world but it still hasn't been released to English audiences yet. Yeah, wait till that happens. That's just more money. Yeah, uh, which it is happening because Australia, New Zealand, United States, and Canada have release dates for both subbed and dubbed. Um, so for uh, Australia and New Zealand, uh, their their stuff's a day ahead of ours. But Australia and New Zealand um, will be on November third. And the United States and Canada will be on November 4th. I guess it's kind of like two days ahead because New- Australia and New Zealand are like 16 hours ahead of the U.S. Anyway, uh, so, that, so the movie comes out early November. Um, and tickets go on sale uh, October 5th for Australia and New Zealand and October 6th for the U.S. and Canada. So make sure y'all are caught up in the One Piece manga, preferably, before... Uh, going to see this movie. Um, I'm I'm gonna go see it, no matter what. So I'm just tired of waiting up for this dub for Wano to come out. It's like, come on, I need it. They're they're still I think doing Whole Cake. I think. Oh 
God, you gotta be shitting me. Like they're finishing whole cake, I think. Uh, I haven't checked in a while. Hold on. So much pain. It's okay. Just, I just, can't just read the manga. The manga is the best version. Is really good. He's gotten so good in 25 years. The art style. Okay, aside from that one panel that he did, that full two page where Luffy like drops fucking Bellamy with one fucking punch. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. I just. <laughs> Panel with that as much artistic just hi-yah as that. I see. Yeah, they're about halfway done with Whole Cake for English. Oh, God. Only halfway. Yeah, but I think they release it in chunks and not... I could be wrong. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, th I think they release it in chunks. Because they're trying to catch up as fast as they can. They can send me down there, and I will just voice for all the fucking characters. <laughs> I don't think they'd do that, no offense. Yeah, no, no. They typically tend to, well, find actors who they'll have them, like, do, like, maybe, like, a main character, a recurring character, and then, like, a really important character who has, like, one line of dialogue. Like a henchman or something. But, yeah. Yeah. Um... It's going to be interesting to, uh, for you to see, um, uh, Whole Cake Island, I think. That's really good. And after that is Reverie, and that's a little mini arc, so. Anyway, uh. Is, is Whole Cake Island about Sanji? Uh, Sanji is a, uh, key part of it, yes. Is that like, okay, because. Like, I, I'm not going to spoil I hate anything. myself, and I don't spoil myself. But like, so there's these certain like pictures um, that I'll like, I'll see, and like one will be a picture, and it's like a picture of the straw hats, and it's like I want to go home or I want to go to the mirror or whatever. But like Sanji's is like heartbreaking type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody is just rotten as well. But like, it just I never I haven't seen Sanji in that state in Sora as well so like I don't think I'll ever Sanji's character is usually played up as you know for laughs most of the time or he's you know just, I love as, Sanji. just as strict and angry most of the time as without Sora. Sanji if you, if you like Sanji you're gonna like Whole Cake Island like, cause I just feel like if... go ahead Blake I'm sorry so like with Sanji for me it's like I didn't mind him as much from like when we first met him all the way up to Alabasta and I guess him and Skypea was, it was fine it was whatever but at a certain point I was just like okay I'm kind of over Sanji as a character at this point like I, I started to develop re I had redeveloped some interest in his character once we got to like the whole Water 7 Beans lobby then I was like, okay, now I'm back in Sanji for a little bit here. And then we went to throw a bark and all the other stuff, and I was just like, I'm back to not giving a shit. I will say, I think you understand and like Sanji more after Whole Cake. Okay. Well, I have heard that Whole Cake is and like one of the like better arc 
works that a lot of fans didn't like put like the upper echelons. It is. Some fans, some fans didn't like it, but those fans are just the fans that think Big Mom is stupid. But we don't listen to those fans. Whole Cake Island is my favorite arc. No, I promise you, she's terrifying, actually. But I think with, without Sanji, my favorite person, Zoro, wouldn't be as prominent and strong as he is, because there's no way Zoro's ever going to let Sanji be stronger than him, and vice versa. Well, it's like, that, but it's such a friendly, it's a fun, it's a fun rivalry, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, because like, I've seen panels, the spoiler panels. I've seen, exactly, and I've seen spoiler panels where it's like, <clears throat> Zoro's like, yeah, your kicks are nothing compared to this dude I'm, uh, Yeah, that, then, like, so that was the filler like, episode, yeah, but yeah, that was nice. He's like, yeah, you can't, like, do it. yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Everyone you know what I'm saying? What? Probably not. I don't know, we might. I gotta know. Um. I've heard rumors that that's the next one. So, but you shot that for the longest time, Elbaf has been, you know, hinted and teased at for pretty much ever since the Giants on um, Little Garden and various times throughout the story. Everyone has been so sure, not everyone, a lot of people have just been certain that the next island, after Wano, because Elbaf on, um, on the Grand Line is after Wano at some point, but everyone... A lot of people were thinking Elbaf is going to be the arc after Wano. We have not gotten... Uh, uh, so 1060 came out this past weekend. And um, that did not establish the new arc yet. So for fans, we don't know what the new arc is yet. What I will say without spoiling other people at near the beginning of each week around Tuesday or Wednesday leaks start to come out from the people who leak the new chapters before they're translated so speaking of leaks I got something to ask you guys okay uh, <laughs> um, they usually come out Tuesday or Wednesday and they came out today part of them Oh. and today. if you you for the people that do read the leaks, they know what the next arc is going to be. Because this chapter... this Yes, I do know what the next arc is going to be. This cha chapter 1061 tells us what the next arc is going to be. I'm not going to tell you what it is, if it's Elbaf or not. I'm just letting you know chapter 1061, which comes out this next weekend, it will. It tells us where they're going to go. What the next arc is going to be. I've seen some things so saying they're going to generate so much hype, it's going to kill it all. I've seen some things. Oh, it's hype. Somebody in the new world that does, it's not dead. What? I said. I said that I keep seeing this thing that pops up with the new the new chapter that just came out. That somebody. I'm not trying to spoil or anything, but somebody is not dead. That's in the new world. Just thought to be dead. It was no, no. They weren't thought to be dead. They're just oh. in the new world, and we don't know much about them, but like their situation and shit. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. 
the, the yeah last last chapter was crazy no, Sabo's pretty awesome, actually. I like Sabo a lot more than I liked Ace, so... He's great. I'm not. We have more character with him. <laughs> yeah, last chapter was crazy. It's sad that you know about Sabo, though. Because that, that's a pretty good moment. When it's revealed. No, I'm I'm talking about when. Uh, in the series. Yeah, in the series when you find out yeah. the. Yeah. Oh, is that? I don't want to say anything, but you know. No, that moment. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna get emotional. <laughs> I'm just gonna come down. Anyway, uh, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna stray away from the newest chapter because uh, that that's too much spoiler. Anyway, Last chapter was amazing. New chapter is gonna be amazing. The new chapter is gonna be if if a certain thing happens that's said to happen, <laughs> if a certain thing that's gonna happen happens in the next chapter, it's probably going to be one of the biggest chapters. I'm not gonna tell you why though. But it's gonna it's gonna be One Piece is just ten out of ten every every week. Best anime in the world. But true. Anyway, what's your next thing? Uh, it's Blake's turn. Yeah, that's Blake. What you got, baby? Yeah, yeah. So those of you who remember uh, currently the Dragon Ball Z game uh, Kakarot, so we are getting a season two DLC that's expected to release at some point for both the Xbox Series XS as well as PS5. And uh, yeah, so the first Ooh. it's the first DLC of season two, and it will be based on a uh, the story of Bardock's character. And uh, I'm trying to remember when is that release date supposed to be. Uh, it says here currently it's supposed to debut sometime. It's planned for sometime in 2023. If I had to guess, maybe like Q1, somewhere from like maybe January to March, maybe May 2023. Okay. But yeah. So, because uh, cool. I believe cool. it's, it's just like the Dragon Ball Z game they recently released. Uh, I believe it was back in January of 2020. Uh, Kakarot's like been out for a while, right? In America, and then also in Japan. Uh, well, because I believe then it was available for, you had it once again on Steam, for PC, and PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Uh, and then I do believe uh, Bandai also released a, uh, it was like a port for the Nintendo Switch. I believe that was like back in September of last year. And then I guess even okay. like uh, that short stint for like a uh, Google Stadia, I believe they ended up getting it back in like October of that same year. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. So the part one DLC for Kakarot, I believe that was released back in April 2020. And you had uh, characters in it like uh, Weiss and Beerus as well. Um, hey, every time I, I see Brooke, I see Weiss. <laughs> Good old Ian Sinclair. And I believe they did release it was a titled Trunks 
the Warrior of Hope. So that was some DLC that they released back in June. I believe it was June 11th. Yeah, it does okay. look like they have a short description for it. So it's yeah. the it's the Bardock. Um, but it's like the story from like the nineties, the, the Bardock, the so, father of Goku. It says here because I believe the description for the Dragon Ball Z game itself is uh, it tell it's listed here as saying it tells the legendary story of Dragon Ball Z, taking players on an unforgettable adventure to experience over the top battles and challenging quests, celebrating lifelong friendships as they crusade to protect Earth from fearsome villains. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kakarot will also present resolutions to long unanswered questions from the Dragon Ball Z storyline through lighthearted side quests. So they're like, the way they make that sound, it sounds to me like it's maybe like story related side quests, so you actually do get some decent story in these. It's not just a poor man's excuse for a side quest, so sort of like the to give you an example, like the radiant quests that you would maybe get if you were playing Skyrim you like talk to a random NPC in a town or village somewhere and they're like oh hey can you help me find my flute and then you literally just like go inside their house it's right there on the floor you pick it up add it to your inventory go talk to them again they take it out of your inventory oh here's 500 gold it's not like that it's you're getting it sounds to me like you're getting more than just like a really full poorly done side quest so if you're a fan of that Dragon Ball Z game or you liked it at all and you're a fan of all this stuff that they've been adding to it lately, then this is just cake. Cake on the cake on the the plate. It's interesting the um, the DLC they're doing. Um the Bardock DLC. Yeah. So it's it's like about the the T V special, Bardock Father of Goku from the nineties. So it's interesting that they're doing that because it's that's not a canon um, episode. Like yeah. that story itself is not canon. There is an actual canon story about Bardock and Goku being born, and it's not that one. So it's interesting, and that's called Dragon Ball Minus, by the way. So it's interesting that they're doing. I I could I can guess why, but it's interesting that they're doing that '90s special instead of the dragon ball minus um, yeah because it's it's has more bardock in it than minus did i guess it seems like to me it's like they're trying to maybe add more that a lot more fans enjoyed that they just didn't know the fans enjoyed from before and they're trying to find a way to like bring it into the canon legally without maybe facing like any potential like self-plagiarizing issues or any other kind of like legal problems they might run along the way like copyright wise or what have you i don't know bardock is pretty pretty popular amongst fans so they probably could have done anything right well bardock is one of my favorite characters i'm just curious as to why they're using this particular medium through this video game as a way of telling that story when from what you've told me i believe they're already doing a bunch of bardock stuff in the main series well they've done some they've done some it's not a whole lot 
the sun. So they've done some, and then it's like, how much more is this going to add to that, or is this just going to be... I don't think, I don't know if this is really going to add much, because, like I said, they're basing it off of the 90s TV special, which... The only thing canon about that is pretty much just he faces against faces off against Frieza. Right. Before he blows okay. it up, blows Vegeta up. Yeah. That's, like, the only part that's canon. Okay, so... It's just a little weird to me because it's like, it, for me, it reminds me, the way they're doing this, it, it feels kind of like how uh, Disney is currently kind of handling Star Wars. So, like, Star Wars has a pretty huge... They're doing all right, man. Because, like, Disney has, like, a huge dedicated fan base in terms of, like, Star Wars fans, just in general, that care about Star Wars. And so lately, they've been kind of, instead of using the live action medium and using, like, a lot of their TV shows and their movies, they've especially stopped, like, just making, like, live action movies altogether. I don't know why. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. But they've basically been, like, trying to tell a lot of stories that fans would want to see or probably will tune in to see and that would pique their interest and their attention through animation specifically because that seems to be the medium that they favor at the moment because clone wars i would argue seems to me like it's the most successful well clone wars and i guess technically visions if you want to add that in as well so like animated star wars over live action star wars in the current the way things are currently with that franchise for star wars so that feels to me like so they're telling stories that fans want to see or have wanted to see through the medium of animation only in this case it's not a video game it's it's just straight animation whereas in this case they're doing that with the dragon ball z franchise slash just dragon ball franchise but in a video game and using that medium that form of animation slash gameplay to tell this particular story which... the the dragon ball continuity is already confusing so honestly it's best to just not worry about it <laughs> you have a lot of events, so like I mentioned before, like with Clone Wars, so with the animation side of Star Wars, so you have events that occur in there that are considered story-wise canon alongside the live movies, and then they're now being brought into the fold from another medium, from animation to live action, because I guess they recently announced that they had finally cast like a live action, like an actual physical actor to play the on-screen role of the character Ezra from the yep. animated Star Wars Rebels. So now that character is going to be considered officially canon and is actually going to show up in the Ahsoka Tano live action TV show for Disney Plus whenever that does release. Which is also canon. And chances are it's going to be a way to introduce his character, and then his character is going to get his own spinoff, and it's just we're just doing cameos, and we're launching more series instead of focusing on the series we do have and making them their own standalone things. And it's, now I'm going into a tangent. Slash rant. Uh, I, uh, I think there's a big difference, I think, though. I think it's a little easier, though, for them to... For Disney, especially. Um, to get, like, an animation studio or an animation... Um, back and pro like funded what? and projected rather than like they can what? do these short little quick little like a Sagutano I, I imagine it's not going to be a, a long series well, um, it's weird how they've been doing these things right so it feels to me like a lot of the shows that people do like 
tend to have a reduced episode count. Whereas, by comparison, you have a lot of these shows that clearly the audience-to-fan ratio is wildly different, so a lot of fans not liking it versus the few critics who claim to like it or who are just doing it maybe as like an actual, just like a political move. I don't know why you would. I and think a good um, example of that is like why I think animation would be better here. Well, it's like those series, though, so the ones that fans don't like seem to be getting larger episode counts. So, like, at the moment, you could argue that there are not a lot of fans, we'll use the Star Wars fandom again, for example, who aren't exactly fans of the Andor character from the Rogue One movie, and now he's getting his own, like, prequel series that takes place before the events of the movie in Rogue One, and he's getting a season two order, so it's going to go on for at least two seasons, and it'll probably be done regardless whether people love it or hate it. You know what the majority and of that is, falls to is, is the lady that runs it. For each season. The lady that runs it, like, does what she wants. Like, it's really, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of political, like a political, not like U.S., like oh, president like, politics but like a like democrat republican it's more of a yeah but like a different kind of yeah it's kind of like a she's got the reins and she's doing what she but i will say though like a good example of why like doing animation is better suited for them is like dude that freaking flashback to when anakin was supposed to be a padawan Ooh. and the man was 42 years old fucking dueling with oh we want like practicing with, i was like dude get this corny shit out of my face like i'm so cool off that not saying obi-wan series was bad i was in love with it and i'm glad that i you know but like that fact that they tried to get christian and iwan to and Ewan yeah sorry yeah they tried to get them to to like make a scene in the year of 2022 that should have been quote unquote made back in 2000 whatever when the uh, the movie came out or whenever this was quote unquote taking place so it's like it kind of uh, it, I, I, I don't want to say that like, because you know it sucks that like all of our like Mace Windu like I, I've seen things where they could do like a Mace Windu spinoff and etc cetera, etc cetera, where like um, but like th- like how are you going to get Samuel L. Jackson to do that the man is almost 70 years old I was about to say you're going to have to like possibly de-age him with CGI but then on top of that you would have to you know have like what I'm an actual, like, physical stunt person or someone wearing like a green screen suit to do all of the stunts for him. Exactly, you know, and just it's, it's kind of like this in his voice. And it's so. kind of like just to the thought point of where like, one, we're in the year of 22 where we can... Hey guys, like, hey guys, hey, hey, yeah. hey guys. All that's great. We could talk about it with uh, Star Wars Visions, but this was supposed to be about the Kakarot DLC. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's... uh, Oh, well, I will say this about the game. Uh, So I guess from December of last year, currently the last known data we have, uh, the game, this Dragon Ball game at least, so it has sold at least over or right around 7 million units worldwide. I bought it. Including, that includes the, so like, the physical as well as the digital versions of the game, just across the board for all consoles, PC, what have you. 
So yeah, uh, I would assume this is either gonna, if you don't have the game already, this will probably just be a reason to buy it. Personally, the way they're handling these DLCs, the way I would go about it is I would probably hold off on purchasing the game until they maybe release like a game of the year edition or something, or like sometimes like a gold edition like Sony sometimes does. I know, it's hard to tell someone not to buy a game when it's been out for like two years. <laughs> Well, and then it's like you have a whole Skyrim situation where yeah. they just keep re-releasing it with new DLCs or little bonuses tacked onto it or whatever or what have you. Yeah, they like tend I, to do that with the Dragon like Ball I games. I just recently bought Skyrim for the first time, and it was a digital version of it, and it was the uh, the newest one, the 10-year anniversary with all the DLC and everything, and then some tacked onto it. I don't think but, they're going to do that, though, because they usually don't do that for... Um, the Dragon Ball games, like Xenoverse 2, for instance, you just buy the DLC. There, I don't, not that I know of, could be wrong, but not that I know of, there's not a Xenoverse 2 game that ha includes all of the DLC in it. Unless, like, they came out with a deluxe version. Right. But the DLC kept coming out until, like. They just couldn't do it anymore. It might still be going on. Okay. Well, because. Mostly me, about characters, though. Because for me, at least, it's like if there is an option or if they do decide to go ahead with it and they do release like a physical version copy of the game where it's like, all right, on the disc, it's got all the DLC tacked onto it. So you don't have to like go into your console's store or whatever. And then you have to purchase either like a game pass or something or like a in order to get all the DLC. Instead, it's just all the DLC is basically free. You just pay like the normal price you would for the normal game with all that tacked on or... They probably, depending on who it is, might have charged you like 20 bucks extra for that version of the game because of the DLC that's added to it. For me, though, I do kind of prefer those, like, if they do do them, those game of the year, where all the additional goodies are just tacked onto the game and you don't really have to, like, make an account or you don't have to have, like, an internet connection necessarily to, like, go into a game store in order to get the DLC and put it onto your base game. It just, it's like a convenience thing, I would say, for me, mostly. But... I just want a remake of Budokai and or Budokai Tenkaichi game, just oh, updated. God, That's what Budokai I want. Yeah. Yes. Say, say the Budokai series is just amazing. Um, did you have anything else, Golden? I forget. I, I had one more thing. Um, I don't okay. know if anybody was a fan of the game Cyberpunk. It kind of bombed when it came out. Oh, no, yeah. Edge Runners, the animated series. Yeah. Netflix. It's like a prequel, yeah. I believe, to the base game story and everything. Yeah. Exactly. I need to watch it. I def it's definitely piqued my interest because every time I'll uh, occasionally hop onto YouTube, and uh, when I do, I'll see you know some stuff for that just like showing up in my recommended. What was it called? Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I believe it's ten episodes long, and it's a. Uh, anime that's based on the video game Cyberpunk 2077 that CD Projekt Red had released, I believe. It's from about a year ago now, almost, when they released it. Yeah. When they did, it was yeah. known for having all kinds of bugs and shit, basically just being a total flop. And now it's starting to kind of regain some momentum and some traction. And there's this anime now, it's like a prequel story to the main story that occurs in the base game. Because the events take place before, but uh, yeah, apparently it's been gaining some hype. People are like, "Oh my god, you guys need to check this out! It's actually fantastic!" Or "This is the lutest thing ever." 
Uh, yeah, that and uh, it looks pretty cool. Studio Trigger, they made like Kill. They made what? Kill a Kill. Oh, okay. So, um, nice. They did some on Star Wars Visions. Can't remember exactly which episodes, but uh, yeah, dude. They, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out here within yep. the next couple days. Probably not though, because I need to catch up on One Piece before November. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, good luck. You have like it's taking me a whole it's taking me five hundred episodes. Far, so. That's okay. Um I'll just spark notes it. <laughs> I'll give you a rundown of each arc. If he becomes a badass, that's it. Well that's that's every arc. Also, do we ever learn why Zora's eyes cut? Um uh, I can tell you I can tell you some. Like, no, we didn't see it happen, and no, we don't know why. Like, it was probably Mihawk. Yeah. We don't know what did it, but it was probably Mihawk. And the only reason it, for that was pretty much just because Oda had always planned for Zora to be a one-eyed swordsman because he thought it was cool. Oh my god. So he He's made. Kimpachi, but with three so he did that. And um, I think. Ryuma, maybe? Might be a one-eyed swordsman as well. The, like, legendary Wano. The G-Sweep belongs to... I think he might be. Anyway, we, did, we, did, we never saw it actually happen, but... We assume it was Mihawk. Could have been the baboons, though. But it was one of those two. It was one of those two things. Either Mihawk or the baboons. I feel like a scarf from Mihawk would have been bigger, like the one he has across his chest. Like that's that's the Mihawk from Baratier's scar. So I feel like it would have been one of those, but it was just his eye, so it was probably one of the baboons, one of the monkeys. Are baboons monkeys? I don't think they, no, they might be. Anyway, um, I have one more. Uh, the Hunter Hunter manga, uh, we've known for a while that Togashi came back and has been has been trying to continue Hunter Hunter, and he's been working on the chapters uh, for a little while. Um, but it's been four years since the previous volume, which was I believe volume thirty six, and now he has ten chapters that have not been published in a, a Tonkoban book volume. Um, which are chapters 381 to 390. So he's been doing those, and um, in November, November 4th, in Japan, uh, volume 37, which will probably have all 10 of those chapters, uh, will be released. Four years is a long time um, between manga and uh, Tonkaban. Um, but yeah, that's exciting, um, especially for yeah, the diehard... He, he, he needs to hurry up and finish Hunter Hunter before something worse happens to him. For real, dude. Just keep riding, buddy. Don't stop. Okay, but stop if you literally are going to die, because that's not good. Yeah, don't... Yeah. Don't, don't die. <laughs> but... There needs to be an end. And he needs to be the one to ride it. But I, I hope he's doing okay. Unless we end up having another Berserk-type situation, which... Well, well yeah... Is it his assistant, or... I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's currently the one. So I believe it's the illustrator still around. So they're still providing the art for it, and then I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's them who is currently writing. The Here's hoping that doesn't happen to Oda. Um, but yeah. Where does it go? <laughs> Uh, everything comes back to One Piece. Um, but yeah, the uh, new Hunter Hunter volume. Um, it releases in Japan November 4th, so probably next year um, it'll be released in um, the US in English. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, that, was, that was the last thing I had. Um, I think Blake had one more thing, maybe. What is it? Well, thank you for asking. What is it, Blake? Please do so tell us. The official, there's an official website for the series, My Dress Up Darling, as well as, I believe they also have a Twitter account for it. Uh, but I believe the main website uh, for the anime has mentioned currently recently it's been revealed that uh, i believe it was on saturday yeah uh the anime that went on for 12 episodes and i believe was done by cloverworks so that is officially getting a sequel and i can't stress this enough i cannot fucking wait yeah you really liked my justin darling I thought the first series was fantastic. I thought the relationship between the two characters seemed pretty realistic to me, and the English dub was incredible. The writing, especially, and the way these characters interact in the dub, like it fits. Yeah. And I think there were like maybe like two moments in the dub that I think like at one point someone maybe brought up Gamergate or something like that, and I was like, oh, okay, let's not bring politics into this. Come on now, just you guys have it. Just stick to it. Just you don't need all that other outside fluff. Just come on. But other than that, it's, yeah, no, it's been phenomenal from, like, start to finish. Uh, the ending, I will say, like, nothing bad happens, but I was just, I remember I was screaming almost at, the, at my fucking smartphone, just because I was like, why? Why would you end it there? <laughs> Gotta leave you wanting more. We are finally getting an official sequel. I am not sure if it's because of all the hype that's gotten all the attention when it was originally airing slash what have you because um, I don't believe the manga itself was necessarily that popular I could be wrong I haven't checked the sales data for that but my understanding is it really seemed to start to gain a lot of traction momentum and catch kind of the attention of just kind of the guy in general worldwide once the uh, animation was released for it but um, yeah so it's virtual Cloverworks is coming back, and they're bringing all the same people on board who did the first season back to do the second. Uh, I believe it's so Square Enix manga and books is like their official like part of the company that is responsible for the publishing of uh, the manga in particular in English. So they actually have kind of like a general description here for the story for those who maybe aren't familiar. Drama. Uh, by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls, doll artisan hopeful Wakana Gojo passes his days as a loner, finding solace in the home ec room at his high school. To Wakana, people like beautiful Marin Kitagawa, a trendy girl who's always surrounded by a throng of friends, is practically an alien from another world. But when cheerful Marin, never one to be shy, 
spots walking a sewing away one day after school, she barges in with the aim of roping her quiet classmate into her secret hobby, cosplay. And so, I do believe the official manga was originally released through Square Enix's Young Gungan magazine. This was back in uh, 2018 of January. And currently they are in the process of publishing the 10th volume for the manga, which should be released on September 24th. Uh, however, Spring X Manga and Books, who does the English one, so they will not be releasing the... I believe they released the 6th volume. This was back in uh, the 16th of August, I believe, is when they did that. So currently the English version of the series in book form, manga form, uh, only at the sixth volume mark, and it does look like the official series has gone for at least ten, though. So hopefully they'll have enough source material to adapt the second season, because I just have not read the manga yet, so I'm not exactly sure how much story from episode one to twelve of season one has covered so far manga-wise. But no, season one was incredible. Well, was I can I can tell you. Um, <laughs> I read the manga. Um. Uh, season one, um, I guess the last chapter that season one covered was uh, chapter 39. Um, so yeah, all of, season one, all of season one was pretty much chapter one to 39. And uh, the most recent chapter that came out, I believe, was chapter 81. So it covered about half of it so far pretty much I don't know how far season 2 is going to go but yeah there you go okay so they may end up having to slow down at a certain point just so that the whoever the creator is is able to either come for the decent ending for it or decides they want to keep going with it um, so slice of life romance manga don't generally go for that long like the shorter ones do so it won't be 300. Uh, san can't communicate is reaching is almost to 400 chapters. Oh, okay. Well, wow. Horimiya was like 125 or something. But you have ones that are fewer than that. Right. As well, so it it, it it's really different. But for the most part, they don't get. They don't get too long. Well, here's something that goes on for at least a little while. Uh, I am curious to see where they go with this. Uh, I'm just happy it's getting a sequel. Once again, I don't believe we currently know when production is going to start at the moment, as I believe they're probably at this stage, probably just in like the pre-production phase, if I understand correctly. So, yeah, I'd imagine they're busy just kind of like renewing maybe like contracts with the voice actors and what have you. Um, I'd imagine they're going to be bringing whoever they had for season one back for season two, both for the original Japanese voice actors and then as well as the English side of things as well and just all the other dubs. Um, but yeah, no, I, this is one of those instances where possibly the argument could be made that the series uh, English dub was potentially considered better than the just original Japanese. Um, 
But no, yeah, I just loved everything about this series. The premise is very simple and straightforward. Uh, yeah, if, I personally was not a big fan of the whole romance stuff, just because I don't believe I really gave it kind of like a fair chance. I just never really watched a lot of stuff like that. And romance bunk is awesome. Series. I ended up watching this series, and it was like the biggest hit of dopamine I have had in so fucking long, truthfully. The wholesome stuff is always amazing. I was like, oh my god, this is fucking incredible. And then, later on, way, like a couple more months down the line, I finally watched, uh, was it, uh, that, uh, Shigimori is not just a cutie. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shigimori's not and just a cutie. The whole version of that, and I don't know if that's going to be getting a second half season or not, or if it's just the 12 or 13 episodes we got is the whole season. I mean, there's more chapters. It's... There are more chapters than that, so it's possible. So I would imagine we're waiting on season two for that show as well, but I did watch the current amount of episodes they have available on English Dub on Crunchyroll for Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, and that was another one that I thought was just a really well-done series. There were moments at times where I would admit I was kind of behind the screen yelling more, like, under my breath, like, the fuck are you doing? Compared to this show, because I do think Dress Up Darling just... Oh. Just, they do it so well. Don't but, don't uh, watch don't watch Rent a Girlfriend then. Oh no. It's a frustrating show. Don't watch it. Oh god, no. I was say, I, I can in my watch. opinion, I don't want to tell other people not to watch it. I'm no. just saying. In my opinion, I it's frustrating. Frustration like meter with a lot of these shows, and yeah, they, all I can say is they they got nailed the ending. Now, for me personally, as far as like character development, everything goes. I would like to see the whoever the couple is that we're rooting for, or couples, to have like at least managed to get to that first kiss point. Hopefully, by like the end of the first season, that's like my preferred. Which I know. Sir, sir, this is a Japanese romance series. You're not gonna get that, and and most of them. They hug each other, and it's like aww. Do you know how long it took for romance to start and Komi-san can't communicate? Oh, don't tell me. 300 chapters. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm sorry, that just... Mm. Yeah. Mia was pretty quick, so at least there's that. 300 chapters. And they're mostly normal-sized chapters. They're not like... one or two page spreads, or four coma... Yeah, that it, t- it took a it took a, it took a, it took a while, and it often does for Japanese romance manga to take a while. It's frustrating, but hey, it's it's often very wholesome, especially when you do get to that point, and it's nice. And that's the thing too that I have to say again here is so like with dress up darling, for me the thing that makes it so bearable is like the weight for like any actual like. Intimate, you know, physically intimate developments that occur. The space in between those, where they're just socializing still and being sociable and friendly and talking with one another and being more open with one another, uh, with one another, and kind of just growing together as friends, and then eventually also arguably as a couple. And it just the way they go about that I feel like with Dress Up Darling for me is what made it so bearable and so great was 
these moments of socialization between these two characters leading up to the build-up of those moments in the series, especially in season one, and they just, they do it so well. Chemistry between the two characters and the way they bounce off of one another, it's just mm, chef's kiss. That's fair. Hats off to Clo hats off to Cloverworks. Uh, I'm excited. I cannot wait for season two. Truly, like I just I need it now. I will never not be ready. And once again, I still would say, you know, if they need to take their time to make it as good as they want to make it, take your time. Try not to rush it. Even if the studios are up your ass, just take your time. <laughs> make sure it's good or even great, and then. Once they're confident enough in their product, they'll release it to the public, and then eventually we'll have our other voice actors and the other, all our different home countries doing dubs for it, and then for those of you who love dub, can just start cracking away at it. I did also hear that, uh, I guess we are getting a second half to Spy Family. We are. So it is it's a good series. Because that's only like 13 episodes, it's going to be at least like 20. So I, am I think it'll be around 26. Um, yeah. So I did see like a couple episodes. I haven't finished the first half of season one yet in English dub, but from what I have seen of the English dub, it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's I pretty great. Say. I like it. It's definitely got that wholesome factor going for it. Yeah. Um, which helps. So I am curious to see how the series goes. I'm not sure how far it extends manga wise. I volume slash chapter. I can tell you that one too because the new chapter how came out they, yesterday or two days ago. They, how much they plan to adapt with season one between the two episode blocks of the actual manga? The newest chapter was chapter 68. Ooh. Um, I don't really know how far the. Uh, what chapter the uh, season one went to, but. I can't remember if they said it was going to go on for 23, 24 episodes or if it was going to go on all the way to like 26. I don't remember. I think they said it might be 26. I mean, so, the, f the first one was 13, so I imagine the second one will be too. Okay. Yeah, so 26 episodes, so. Okay. Uh, I mean, unless they just have like enough meat on the bones of the manga to chew on, that they'll be able to just find a way to extend it out to where they only maybe borrow, say, like, 10, 15 chapters worth into a whole season one 26-episode-long story. Uh, I would imagine maybe they could pull it off, maybe just because of the way animation tends to work and how most of the episodes for these anime are usually, like, 20... Usually they're under 30 minutes, so it's, like, 20-ish minutes long per episode, 23, 24, give or take, sometimes 26. So, eh, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited we're getting more of it. Uh, from my understanding, it's been a pretty solid show so far, and a lot of people seem to really like it. So, hopefully the extra built-in fan base and the hype is what kind of keeps it going, just all these series that we like, and that'll allow them to keep adapting more and more for as long as they choose to do so, as long as they please. And I do believe we recently just got the final set release for the blu-ray for like home video uh dvd and blu-ray for the original naruto series so i believe that is currently a pre-order on right stuff anime for those of you who like to purchase physical 
copies of your anime in Blu-ray or 4K format, what have you. So check that out if you're interested. We are not sponsored by them. I'm just throwing that plug out there as a fan. I sometimes rely on right like stuff. You're always tossing plugs out there. Just because I don't like using the store for Funimation as much or some like these other sites compared to right stuff. Although I was going to say you could also just probably like check, maybe not Amazon because I feel like they kind of give you like a higher price to pay for that you really shouldn't have to compared to say like eBay. So I feel like I definitely check eBay out too as well just to see if there are any sellers out there who are planning on pre-ordering it and they plan on selling it to you at a slightly cheaper price than you would normally get. But uh, yeah, check that out for those of you who are interested in owning some physical copies of Naruto on Blu-ray for the original series. Uh, check it out. I am curious to see when they'll start rolling out uh, Shippuden copies on Blu-ray as well. I'd imagine probably not long after this since they're currently releasing both Blu-rays for the original Naruto series as well as Boruto. I believe Shippuden's the only one that's been left out for some reason. Weird. Yeah, no, it is weird. So it's like they've been releasing, yeah, like steadily, original Naruto, Boruto, both sub and dub, um, for physical media. So. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's about all I have. Uh, okay. Fans, there is going to be a sequel. It is confirmed. It's official. I uh, don't know when. Work will start once again. I would imagine once again pre-production. So it's going to be a hot minute, but. Hopefully sometime we'll hear more about it in the next year and a half, two years. So I'd say I'm sure it'll be sooner than that. Hopefully sooner than That'll that. probably be next year. Alright. So yeah, as, as we said, that's all we had. Um, uh, next week, er, next episode, hopefully next week, uh, we'll be doing the review for uh, Star Wars Visions. That's, that's Colton's uh, recommendation. Um, after that, uh, it'll be Blake's turn, I believe. Um, so yeah, he has the next review. Well, if we do it next week, we should be fine. If not, well, we're only going to do the first season, so. And we'll dive more into like the studios and stuff. I hear doggos. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, see ya. We love you a long time. Weebish.